Welcome to The Dwelling Place, where three friends talk about approachable design to help you create a home you love. We share practical tips from how to style shelves, make a bed, or pick the perfect paint color for your space. And we aren't afraid to share the highs and lows of our own decorating journeys. Join the conversation as we make our homes a beautiful dwelling place. When it comes to kids' rooms, where is the line between cute and cheesy? In today's episode, we're discussing how to balance fun and function for your nursery or kids' room. So today's high and low are connected for me. So my low is our dryer stopped drying. Mm. So I went downstairs and I'm like, it didn't dry again. So I started the cycle again. And usually you can feel the dryer and like feel it warming up. Right. It wasn't warming up. So I opened it up and stuck my hand inside. I'm like, this is not warm. This is not working. So I'm like, great. Another thing to add to the list of like things to fix. And I was just like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? So I decided to look it up on YouTube. And so I Googled the name of the machine and Mm -hmm. discovered that I think it's the fuse that is not working. I had to look up a YouTube video how to take the machine apart. So like make sure you unplug it from the wall and are doing this safely. Oh my gosh. I sh- I, he showed how to like unclip the special clips so I could get the front panel off, which is where I needed to access the fuse. But there was another, like the lint trap was right in front. So then you have to remove the lint trap, but I didn't have the right tool to get it undone, but I was able to like figure it out with this little wrench that I had. Okay. So I got that off. And then I was looking at it and he said, you need to take your meter to make sure like this is what's actually wrong. So like if it connects a circuit or if the circuit is broken, this is how you test it. So we actually had one of those meter thingies, but again, I didn't know how to use that. So I went on YouTube and watched a whole tutorial on like how to use the meter and how to test it. So I was like testing my outlets, you know, the different settings and testing batteries just to get a feel for it. So I did that. Okay. All right. All right. We're good. So you have to take this little, these two little sticks and put it on this certain setting and put it on one side and then the other side. And if it does a long, you're good to go. That means the connection is working. Right. But I did that and it didn't have any noise. And then you would test it on the one side that is working and then I would get the noise. So that meant I knew that the fuse was broken Mm. and I needed a new one. So now I had to like research where is this fuse So um, I could get it for Amazon for like $6, but then you have to wait until, you know, four days for it to arrive. I'm like, I need my dryer now. So I was checking Home Depot and Lowe's and they didn't have it. And I called another local place and then they suggested me to an appliance place in the town next over, which I recently learned existed in Sydney. So I called them and the lady said, I don't have it in store. Oh, wait, somebody just got back with their truck. Let me see if they have it. And they did. Oh, wow. So she held it for me. The part ended up being $30. I'm like, oh, I could get this on Amazon for cheaper, but like, I want this fixed now. Yeah. But I needed to get that special socket to fit it to like reattach it. I could get it undone fine, but I wasn't sure if I was able to like get it retightened. So on my way there, I stopped by our local hardware store and he had the right socket, but it was too long. Like it was, I couldn't reach into the dryer in order to like tighten it back up. And he said, come with me to the workshop. So I went with him to the workshop and he went in his personal tools and found me the right fitting socket and said, just take it home and return it. This is what I love about supporting local small business. I'm like, oh my word, thank you so much. (laughs) 
So I have my replacement part and I have my thing and I watched the YouTube video on how to reinstall the fuse and how to hook it all back together and how you know if this is working or not is underneath would glow with the, the fire which heats up the, the dryer so it can dry your clothes. Mm. So I plugged it back in, got it all put back together and it started glowing and I'm like, ah! You did it! And I stuck my hand in it. It was warm. I'm like, I freaking did it! I figured it That out. is so awesome. Didn't have to call anybody. You are so awesome. <laughs> I was very proud of myself at that moment. Wow. <laughs> and meanwhile, like, my husband's at work. Like, he can't leave work. I'm like, I am going to figure this freaking thing and out. And where are your kids this whole time? So my mother-in-law is down from Maine. Oh, and she okay. was watching the kids. So that was really helpful so I could go yeah. know, run around town and figure this out. So Oh, I'm so proud of you. Wow. wow. That is super impressive. <laughs> our fuse went out once on our dryer. It's not hard to do. Well, I'll call you and <laughs> you come fix it. All I did was YouTube it. I think that's my point is some of these things aren't as hard as you think they are. Mm-hmm. You just need to watch somebody else do it. And that's what yeah. I love about YouTube. I'm like, what did people do before this? Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. There's so much accessible now. Wow. That's so mm. awesome. Mm. I still haven't even figured out how to clean out my dryer. Your dryer bag? Thingy that goes outside. What? Yeah. That's not I that hard either. I still haven't figured out how to do that. Didn't you looks. borrow my stick thingy? Yes. And you didn't figure it out? I couldn't figure out where to stick it in. <laughs> You gotta find the exit hole. It's in the wall. Outside. Yeah. Uh huh. On the second story. Oh, so you're gonna need a ladder. What? Yes. So you can access the hole. That's where you insert the brush, from and then the you, outside from of the house? outside of the house. Oh, this whole time I thought it was like inside. Well, the again, dryer. you should have watched the YouTube video. <laughs> or just called Bree. <laughs> Bree, come show me. That's what I would have done. <laughs> so much more sense now. Yeah, Actually, if I were you, again. If, if I were you, I would have just been like, Brian, do this. <laughs> I think I did suggest it to him, and he was like, you can't clean it out. Like, that's not going to work or something. But no, he also Brian. wasn't thinking you got to do it from the outside. Yeah, you have to do it from the outside. There's yeah. that little flap that comes over. There's a huge chunk of lint that's like... That's not good. Hanging out of it. Oh, no, that's not good. That's really not good. Like, that's that needs to be hazard. taken care of tomorrow. That's a fire hazard. Yeah. Oh, dear. This okay. is how fires happen in houses. Well, yeah. it's been raining. So <laughs> fires <laughs> happen inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rain will put out the fire. Okay, bye. Oh, my god. I just feel like the rain would make the lint wet. Oh so it won't get you on fire. But there's lint inside that's not getting wet. Correct. It can't oh. exit the hole, hence the fire. Oh. <laughs> it's all built up. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a and clog. It's, hot. Yes. it's like blowing hot lint trying uh-huh. out there and it's all clogged. And it can't oh. escape, so then it goes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I better borrow there that goes thing. Your okay. house. <laughs> then you would need to buy a Victorian house. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, Brie, I'm very. Very proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm going to call you next time. <laughs> I have issues. <laughs> for me this week, I have my low is more asking you guys for advice because that's what I do now with my highs and lows. <laughs> my mom, it's really awesome of her. She took my kids' wardrobe when I was little. It was like that yellow pine mm-hmm. that's like like way too yellow and a little bit orange. 
And she totally refinished it for me for Jude's room, for his big kid room. And it's just this cute little like kid's wardrobe and so cute. Well, she didn't put the knobs on the dresser because I didn't really care for them. And I was like, I'm just going to buy new hardware for it Mm -hmm. and all that. Well, I've been trying to find hardware to fit because it's two inch center to center holes for like pulls. That's not a thing. They don't make... Because if you think about it, two inches is only... You could only put like two fingers in. Yeah. So they wouldn't make poles that are two inches Mm -hmm. apart. Or the screws are two inches apart. So then I was thinking, Brie, I think you gave me the idea of doing like a back plate. Mm -hmm. So I've been searching high and low for a back plate. And I finally found one that I like, really like on Etsy. But they're like 4.7 inches long. And I just felt like they were like way too big for these little drawers, but maybe not. However, if I got them, they because they're like solid brass, it would cost, what was it? It was like $130. Oh my. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to buy $130 worth of brass hardware for my yeah. kids' <laughs> wardrobe. <laughs> so then I was thinking maybe I should just go back to, my mom was willing to strip and stain matching they were like wooden poles that were on there yeah and i was just gonna ask you guys if i should do that i really wanted a brass element to it to tie in some other brass things in his room so i have them here and i want to ask your opinion if they're like just too too what if you painted these black so that was another question i was gonna ask is what if i well or okay tell me about this what if i did Robin buff. Like to make them look. To make them look brass. Is that weird? I think you should do a tester one. Do you have a. No, I don't have. I only have I guess the you amount. could paint it black if it doesn't work. I Can think you... it could work though. It might the, work. The shape of these. Could they could look, look like. like it was brass. Yeah. Okay. Because I bought Robin buff. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> but I didn't know. What, I wanted to know if you guys thought the shape would look realistic or if it would be like obvious that it's not. No, I think the shape could look realistic. Yeah, I think you should try it, absolutely. And then if it doesn't work, like, just do one and see if you like it. And then if you don't, then just paint it black. All right, I think I'm going to do that. Then it, like, adds more texture to the wardrobe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also that I don't have to have my mom do more work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stripping this in these little grooves, we'll add a picture to our Instagram, Dwelling Place Pod, if you guys want to see, but I think that would look really, really cool, because it's going to be hard to strip in those little grooves. Yeah. Well, thanks, girls. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, low. Maybe it's going to turn into a high. I'll keep everyone posted. (laughs) My high is that I finished Lydia's mood board, and I picked a pink color officially, and so I had these girls, they're at my house, they always come here for the recording, and you girls looked and saw my swatches, Mm because I I tested three different colors. Mm -hmm. They're all kind of like a beigey mauve. Mm -hmm. I have a dark one, a medium, and then a light. Mm -hmm. And we said the dark was one, one, medium's two, light is three. So what, I already picked it. Yeah, Emily and I picked separately. (laughs) We have not told each other which one we picked. So on the count of three, you need to tell me, one, (laughs) two, or three, which one did I pick? Am I counting one, two, three? (laughs) And then you're saying one, two, three? Okay. One, two, three. Two. Two. Yes! Yes! (laughs) So it's the medium one. Yeah. Yeah. That one looked the best. The darkest one looked too brown. Mm -hmm. And the lightest one looked too, Too like, pink. pink. Too Mm -hmm. blushy pink. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the medium one is called Just Beige. That's the name of it, Benjamin Moore. Okay. So our good friend Dave 
helped me yes. out. He's so wonderful. I had a great conversation with him the other day when I was picking out the paint. And we talked for a long time. And I told him about our podcast. And he was just really excited about it. He was excited to know that the three of us have talked about him and how he's <laughs> helped us. And I think I really made his day. I told him, like, you, you've really helped us yeah. you know, decide yeah. colors. So I said maybe sometime we can have him on the podcast. That would be awesome. <laughs> and he took a picture for me. I was like, can I take your picture? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so I'll share that on our Instagram. Yes, so I picked out the color. And now I'm going to show you girls the mood board because you haven't seen it. Oh, so. my goodness. Kimmy, I love it. Wow. So it's mauve that beige mauve, and then I'm doing like a sage green, and then lots of like creams, and then wood tones. It's not really a theme, which we'll talk about this when we talk mm-hmm. about kids' rooms and nursery design, but it's more just a color scheme that I'm going off of, and it's got a little bit of a vintage flair to it. Yeah, you have a beautiful plaid rug, and I love the mix of the floral curtains with the brass rod. I love how you're mixing the pattern there. And I love green lamp. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The green lamp is really cool. So you girls helped me too because I've been really wanting to do, we talked about this, was it last episode? We talked about me stenciling. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. And you guys talked me out of it. Yes. So that's why I went with the floral curtains to bring in the floral. Mm -hmm. I like it too because then it brings in more of the green. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not too mauve-y and blushy. I yeah. think it's a really good balance to have those green mm-hmm. patterned curtains. And if I really, at the end of the day, like in a couple months, maybe in the new year, if I want to... With a newborn, yeah, that's really easy to do. <laughs> if I want to stencil, you yeah, know. In all your free you time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm really happy because my mom's coming over tomorrow to help me paint. And oh. I think we'll be able to get it done in a few days. Now that it's just going to be all one color, including right. the ceiling. Oh, yeah, you didn't have to worry about cutting in mm-hmm. beside, like, the door and the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to... No, you'll get that done in I a mean, day. we're going to do the semi-gloss, just beige, semi-gloss for trim, window trim, and door, but then we'll do everything else eggshell. Love it. Yeah. So That's going to yeah. look so cool. And I love how you have the different wood tones, like you have the darker wood and then the lighter wood in the crib, and then you also reflect that in that bookshelf and then mm-hmm. in her dresser. I really like that yeah. complimentary. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have, I pretty much have, I ordered everything. I have everything. The one thing I'm waiting on is I'm looking for blackout Roman shades because these curtains are sheer or mm-hmm. not sheer. They're light filtering, I guess is what you call them. Sure. And so, you know, with kids, <laughs> that's something you have yeah. to keep in mind, which we'll, maybe we'll talk about a little bit later. But when they're little, like nurseries, mm-hmm. you want it to be dark. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. It helps them sleep longer. Yeah. So I have to figure that situation out. But and I'm that, very happy. This cabinet thing, is that the thing you thrifted? Thrifted. Yes. Yeah. So I'm putting and that because it has doors, I'm putting all the books in it because I don't like looking at books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. was one of the things you referenced in our special bonus episode, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So you can go back to our highlights if you want to see a picture of this cabinet. Yeah. I love how the darker tones come through, and even that painting kind of ties it all. The painting will work. Oh, I think I'm also (laughs) going to. Okay, so in this mood board, you see a gold frame. Mm -hmm. It actually, as you girls can see, it does not have a gold frame. Oh, you're gonna rub and buff that. I'm gonna rub and buff it. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. That that, be... that will help modernize okay. it. Yeah. Because the frame right now is just like a drab brown. Yeah. That'll really help. It's yeah. actually the same brown as the crib, but I think it's too much too of a matchy brown. matchy. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Love it. And you want some more shiny mm-hmm. accents to tie in with the curtain rods. Right. And, yeah. 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 Are you guys have you guys ever done rub and buff? Because I haven't and I know like people rave about it. My mom has, but I have not. But I've okay. wanted to try because yeah. I have a picture frame I want to try it on. I yeah. don't think I have. Is it like actual gold leaf? Yeah. Or? It's like an, a cream, gold leaf creamy stuff that mm-hmm. you just... Ooh. Rub and buff. Rub and buff. <laughs> <laughs> so if huh. anyone has any projects where they want something to look like gold, like a picture frame or mm-hmm. something, it's easy. I hear. I have never done it. I'm going to YouTube it. You should it. do it tester before you do it all over your frame like do it on the back of the frame first yeah love it good idea anyways that's my high and low for this week i guess my low could be driving over the mirror in kimmy's front yard (laughs) that just happened (laughs) it just happened um i wasn't gonna have a low that i could think of for today's but um yeah that was kind of funny that is i just like as i was pulling up to kimmy's house i saw i thought i saw something on the ground so i saw it was the cardboard free sign so i thought well that's fine i can just run over that and then all of a sudden it was like clunk and then i got out of the car and walked around the back and i was like oh there's glass everywhere because uh, there was a mirror laying the on the ground. The mirror that you and Bree took Dipped off down <laughs> off the basement. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I couldn't see it because it was reflecting the trees. So above. it looked like so it grass. Just looked like grass. Yeah. So hopefully I won't have any flat tires when we're done with yes, this episode. I'm praying. But my actual high is one of my organizing clients was selling a mid-century dresser, solid wood. And it had six drawers. It's built fairly low and long with really clean lines. It goes all the way down to the floor. So there's no, like, legs on Mm -hmm. it. And it has these, like, gold, these brass, I don't know, pull handles. And it's, like, they're circular, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're really cool. They are really cool. So I saw it when we were working together in their storage unit, and I really liked it. And then I found it on Facebook because I was helping her clear out stuff to sell on Facebook. And I think she had listed it for like 350 or something like that. Mm-hmm. When I went back a few days later, I asked if anybody had been interested in it or if it sold. And she said no. And she lowered the price to 150 So then I sent you guys a picture of it from her listing because I didn't take any pictures of it in person. And in the pictures, it looked really orangey. Yeah. So I wasn't too sure about it because I was afraid if it's too different of a wood tone. I wanted it in the boys' room first to replace that white painted mm-hmm. dresser where I did like the ombre effect on the <laughs> drawers. I mean, that dresser we got off the side of the road. Like the bottom drawers won't open very well, so it's really mm-hmm. obnoxious. So I wanted it in there, but then I thought, well, in my bedroom, we have the mid-century nightstands, so maybe I should use it in there. But again, like, the oranginess of it was kind of throwing me off, and I just wasn't sure if it was going to match. You suggested, Kimmy, like, see if she'll go down to $100 Mm -hmm. and then get it. Just get it. So I asked her if she would sell it for $100. 
dollars and she said yes right away oh nice yeah you did get it cheaper yep good so it took a little while to schedule a time to go pick it up but when we went to pick it up i was like oh it's like a lot darker mm-hmm. than i remembered it being so i was really excited when we got it home and we hauled it up the stairs which was a whole ordeal <laughs> <laughs> but we got it upstairs and in the boy's room and the brown really came out and the lighting in there it looks really good especially with their vintage headboards Mm -hmm. it looks really good and it's a little bit longer than the old dresser but it's also a little bit lower and edison was just telling me the other night how he likes it better because he can just reach over easily to get his glasses it's better as a nightstand then yeah it is because it's a little bit lower and i think the drawers are bigger too, because I feel like I've been able to fit a lot more clothes in their drawers, and there's just a lot more Space. room in them, and they all open well. Yay. So Yay. <laughs> it's all around a win. That's awesome. The only slight low is that I wish I had a second one to put in my room now. <laughs> I really like it, but it Maybe looks next looks client. Really yeah, <laughs> I'll take some pictures and some good lighting, and then we can have that in the show yeah. notes on Instagram. That's great. And just as a reminder to you guys, reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you guys listen is really, really helpful for us in the algorithm. So if you guys haven't left a review, we would love if you took the time to do that. So to start off our discussion about designing for kids' rooms and nurseries... I thought it'd be fun if we talked about what our bedrooms look like as kids. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So what age are you thinking? Um, As far as back we can remember? Yeah, I mean, did you have a lot of different iterations? Yeah, because I had one that I remember when I was probably around 10, and then I totally revamped it when I was like 14. 15. Yeah. Like a teenager. Yeah. So what did your first youngest one that you can remember look like? Ours was like green and purple. My sister had a hand-painted mural of a panda head on her side of the room (laughs) that my mom did. And it was like three feet by three feet. Like it was a panda head on the wall. And then my side of the room was covered in like over 30 horse posters. I don't even like horses anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I was into when I was 12. Mm. Like the whole wall from like where my bed started to like almost the ceiling. It was just plastered. Just posters. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was your tween room like, Kimmy? Well, it was very a mix. Because I remember my mom bought a quilt that was like green and pink and very old lady quilt. Like, <laughs> but then I, I think I had like posters of like the Beatles, all the like oldies. My mm-hmm. dad was always playing oldies and I really loved the Beatles. But I also remember it had this vanity that my mom got from Ames. Do you guys know yes. that store that used to be? Like, it's Flashback. it's no longer. Yeah. I still remember the day she bought it for me because I was so <laughs> excited. But it was this brass, like fake brass, with clear glass. Oh. And then this, like, little seat, a mirror. And you sat at it to okay. do your makeup. Hmm. And I kept my perfume bottle. Like, I had all my oh. sisters and my mom's per- old perfume bottles on this little mirror oh, tray. <laughs> and <laughs> I had, like, my kid makeup and my caboodle. Do you guys oh, know caboodles? No, I don't know what a caboodle is. So What's they're, like, plastic. They it's were like used- a tackle box, but... 
cute, oh, but for plastic. little girls. Yeah. Yes. Okay, my friend had one growing up. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I had a green and pink caboodle on it. Like, my spritzers, because I think Bath and Body Works, I'm trying oh, to think if we yeah. had it then. But oh, I yeah. had, like, little spritzers. Uh-huh. And I remember Saturday mornings, my favorite thing to do was to dust my room. Because that would get so dusty with mm-hmm. the, like, glass. And I'd have to spray it with window cleaner and all this stuff. And I would put on the Beatles. I still remember mm. the album I'd put on. And I would just listen to the Beatles and dust my whole, <laughs> my vanity. <laughs> Oh, so I can't really remember a ton more, but it was just very a mishmash of mm-hmm. who knows what style, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I remember my first bedroom being like, too. Like, we had a bunk bed, and for a while, all three of his girls were in one room. And Whoa. so it was a double bed on the bottom and then a single on the top. I know, like, we had this bedding that looked like it was from the 80s. Maybe it had, like, this abstract mm. pattern of, like, blue and pinkish, mm-hmm. pinkish I know exactly swirls. the one you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there were matching curtains. Oh. That had, like, these big swags. Swags. That okay. came down. Yeah. And then the walls, I think, were just white. And we had wood floor in that room. Because I remember when we bought that house, my dad went through and removed all the old carpets and stuff. So we had wood floor in there. And then... Whoa, you just brought back a memory of (laughs) our carpet. Because our carpet was like the brown swirl. Oh. (laughs) And then my parents was aqua. Oh, dear. And then the rest of the house was avocado green. Oh. Yeah. But it had been worn down so much that we wore a path through the carpet. And it was like (laughs) down to the backing. And then finally my parents were able to save up enough money. And then dad put hardwood throughout the whole house. And that was like, oh. And then yeah. my parents moved three years later. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah. So I remember our our bunk bed was like white metal. And then the dresser was like a pretty tall dresser. And we each had like two drawers of the dresser. And then there was a little closet. But the most exciting thing was the day we got a popcorn ceiling. Oh my <laughs> and- <laughs> I always wanted a popcorn ceiling, and this is a popcorn ceiling with gold glitter. Oh, on it. And fancy! Special machine that the guy did where he put the gold glitter inside and turned the little wheel, and it like blew the gold was glitter. Was this up a onto thing to do for kids' rooms or something? Or it was just the era of popcorn. Ceilings, yeah, I remember you know? that being an era, but I never heard about the gold glitter part. Wow. I was really excited about the glitter on the popcorn ceiling. It looked so cool in the glow of the nightlight. Yeah. With the glitter. It's funny how, like, kids... Because I had a lava lamp, and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And I remember, like, saving up for it. or Or maybe I got it for Christmas, but it was, like... I think it was, like... I was just talking about this with Ryan. I think it was, like, $70. Like, it was a lot. And now when you go to, like, Lowe's at Lava Lamps, they're, like, 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it was just funny how, like, there was yeah. so much more back then. I don't... Yeah. Inflation didn't happen with Lava Lamps. Yeah. <laughs> the lamp I had was an iHome lamp. Like, once oh. we had the iPods and yeah. stuff, and I was, like, 14, 15, 16... And I used to drive my sister crazy because I would always put on the same song that started out, like really just obnoxious and it drove her up the wall, but it woke me up. 
<laughs> but the same song was my alarm for school. <laughs> yeah, I had an eye home too for a while. Man, yeah, brings you back. Put it on that docking station, man. Yeah, I thought it was so cool. <laughs> so that's a good segue though into your teen room and what that looked like. By that time, you and Mariah were probably in your rearranging the room. Oh, yeah. We arranged that room so many different ways. We had two twin beds. We both had two full-size dressers, like a longer one and then a taller one, mm-hmm. and two nightstands in a 10 by 12 room. Wow. <laughs> like, every wall had furniture on it to the max, and we would just jigsaw this thing. We'd move the bed over here and shimmy it, and, like, we were young. Yeah. And just, like, laying on our backs with our heads against the wall, like, pushing with our feet, like sliding it across. And we could do this because this was pre-hardwood floor, you know, on the <laughs> carpet and stuff. And we would just move it all around. It was so much fun. I loved it. That was definitely a highlight. But once we got a little bit older, we decided the theme was gray, silver, and orange. Oh. So, mm-hmm. like, neon orange. Gray and silver. And orange. That but, like, interesting unexpected. that you would put gray and silver together because they're so close, but Silver's it's like you were like already doing tone on tone or something. <laughs> so we had our twin beds, and above our twin beds we had two small white, like, angled shelves, like, staggered, mm-hmm. like, fanning out. And then in the middle was a window. And so we coordinated with our silver accessories on those shelves. So we had, like, a silver candle And those were, like, symmetrical on both sides. And then I would have an orange vase with some, like, white and silver flowers coming out. And then she would have something on the other side. So it was very balanced. And then she had a bright orange comforter with a silver pillow. And then I had a gray comforter with a orangish pillow on it. (laughs) So that was that phase. Wow. And a white eye home on the dresser. Yes. I had a white eye home. So, my teenage years, I was going through this, like, poser punk rock kid kind of phase. And so, I wanted it to be really, like, a lot of black and white, but I had a lot of color because I had, like, neon, lime green, like, a really bright cobalt blue, Mm -hmm. and then purple, like, bright purple. purple. And white. (laughs) Stripes. All different sizes of stripes. My whole room was all stripes. Oh, my mom my. did it for me. That must have taken her forever. Yeah, but but we didn't... I told her I didn't care about the width of the stripes. Mm-hmm. So we did some wide, some small. So then she wouldn't have to have it, like, perfectly, whatever. Yeah. And that made it easier for her. But, but she did it for me. But a lot to get that, like, straight. Mm-hmm. That's she, a and lot she of did it. She did a really good job. And it looked so cool at the time. <laughs> And so then I had a black comforter, a lime green pillow, and a purple accent pillow, and another blue accent. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. it was all the colors. I had my lava lamp. I kept that. Got rid of the gold vanity, the brass vanity. And I had Mm -hmm. a sheet. My mom painted me a dresser. I think it was just, like, wood color. And she painted it white, and we put black knobs on it. And it was just very, like... I don't know. It was very in your face, but very like punk rock. I had like posters everywhere of like Reliant K and, you know, I still had my Beatles because I was like obsessed with Beatles, but like I had the like punk rock Mm. kind of like like Christian punk rock. (laughs) Like a Christian punk circus. Yeah, it was, it was kind of, it was wild, but and then I had this one wall that I grabbed. My, I think my mom had a lattice. You know those lattice you put outside where mm-hmm. you have vines growing up? 
she wasn't using it. And I asked it, her if I could put it in my room. <laughs> and I put it in my room on one wall. And so I worked at a flower shop when I started at age 14. I started working at a flower shop and I would be able every week I could take home roses so I had a wall of roses that like I would real dry. Roses? Real roses, because like once they went past their prime, we couldn't sell them. Mm-hmm. So I would take them home to dry them, and I had a wall of roses hanging on this lattice, oh just my like. Goodness. And my room smelled like dead flowers. <laughs> it was just not pleasant, and people dead would roses. come in and be like. I mean, and then once they once they would totally dry out, it'd be fine. But like, there was always some drying out. So, oh, it was bad. That's really interesting. And it doesn't really because it was very country looking, like lattice with roses. But then in this punk rock room, shabby chic. But yeah, it didn't make sense. I remember so many weird things I had. Like, I had a clock, because I would try to shop at, like, Hot Topic sometimes, or, like, you know, those, like, punk rock, you know, stores that you could get. I remember I had a clock, a big, it looked like an old-fashioned alarm clock, but it was, like, bright blue and bright, like, neon green, and it had a picture of Jesus on it and said, Jesus is my homeboy or something. <laughs> just like, stuff like that. It's just... <laughs> Uh, I'll have to dig up pictures because it's just really funny. Yeah. The first teen room that I remember, I was sharing a room with my older sister. And so she kind of picked out everything. But we had a bunk bed again. But this one was like a loft bunk bed kind of situation. So like a twin upper, a little desk thing on Mm -hmm. one side. And then the bed came out the middle. Mm -hmm. And then underneath you had like a little cubby and storage. And I always had to have the top bunk. Which I was very bitter about because there's no storage up there. Oh. She always had the bottom leg. But Maybe that's why you're a minimalist now. <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> you had to be. Yeah. <laughs> but everything else was very, like, shabby chic. Roses. Mm. Like, the bedspreads were roses. Pink roses on one side and then the other side were striped. Like, a mint, mm. robin's egg, bluish kind mm-hmm. of stripe and ticking stripe. And then the curtains matched. They were probably short curtains. <laughs> and then we had like a vintage vanity, like a big hefty wood oh, wow. vanity. And then this random dresser, I think it matched the bunk bed, but it had these giant light blue knobs on it. It like totally didn't match anything else in there. It was really bizarre. But that was the dresser. So that was like the first look. It was like very shabby chic, mm-hmm. vintage. And then after my sister got her own room, and then my younger sister and I shared a room, we redesigned it, and I think we got rid of the, that's when we got rid of the bunk bed, and we got two twin beds. Mm. Then we redid it to be, like, aqua blue and lime green. So funny, those neon colors. Yeah. Yeah. So did you always share a room? Yes. And you, you I always shared a room. Mm-hmm. Man, I was spoiled. I had my own room and my own bathroom. What? what? The bathroom was connected to my room. Oh, my oh goodness. My. Yeah. See? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Even yeah. all through college, I had to share rooms. Oh, wow. I always yeah. had roommates, and then I got married. Yep. Same. So you've never... Never had you guys my own room. Never, never had your own room. Nope. The only time I have my own room is when my husband goes on a work trip. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. And you guys are okay sleeping by yourself. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I sprawl, take I'd up be the whole so thing, nice. and I have the most glorious sleep. I'd be worried that I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, I'd be like, I don't know how to do this. I'm too scared <laughs> by myself. <laughs> 
I mean, it sounds like pretty much all of our parents had sort of the same philosophy of, like, letting us do whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom always mm-hmm. tried really hard to just have it still be tasteful, but let us have direction of our room. And you want a panda on your wall? Sure, why not? Like, it's your room. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and you're into this? Sure. And they were really good about encouraging both my sister and I in, like, in our interests and really just like, yeah, go for it and encouraging mm-hmm. us. And I really appreciate that. And I try to want to, I want to do that with my kids as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, I give my mom a lot of credit because I remember growing up, she was always like, you don't paint rooms dark because it's going to make them look small. She, she would always say that. And she'd yeah. always be like, and I think like every room in the house was pretty much like an ivory, like an off white. And she wanted to do that in my room. And I was like, no, I want these stripes. And, you know, I give her credit because she did it and she painted them for me. So it was really nice that she would do that. Because I think the first room I had was like a really light pink or light light purple. It was like a lavender. So it was just nice that she was like, okay, I'll let you do this. (laughs) Yeah, one of the things my mom would always do is we'd go to Bed Bath & Beyond we would start with the comforters. Like, the comforters were the inspiration point, And that's yeah. what we would tie the whole room together with, with these comforters. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's funny because it seems like now the trend is very different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where it's like kids' rooms are expected to look like the rest of the house. Mm-hmm. And really match with everything. And I think... Some of that is good in that it's nice if you design a kid's room that can grow with them. But then sometimes you see influencers and people designing these rooms for little kids that look like adult bedrooms. Mm -hmm, It's like mm -hmm. there's no personality in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. Sort of shift. I mean, when they're really little, I don't know if it really fully matters. Right. But when they start having, wanting to have say, mm-hmm. um, I think that's when you probably should let them have some say in how their room is. I love what yeah. Chris Loves Julia does is where the kid will say, I want a pink room. She's like, okay, let's have a pink room. And she'll like curate like some looks or like three paint colors and like all of them she likes and are like a good tone or whatever they're not like neon pink or whatever but then the daughter has some control and some say and being like yeah I like this one but it mm-hmm. all kind of goes and ties together mm-hmm. yeah. that's another way where you can like bring your kids in but if they say they want a blue room and you don't want a cobalt blue room well maybe we can do a, a navy like mm-hmm. Emily did or you can have a more subtle more right. muted color but then bring in that fun through the accessories or something like that right yeah Emily Henderson who wrote the book styled she had on instagram a while back that she was designing her kids rooms and they're a little bit older i want to say her oldest is the same age as edison so like seven or so i think her oldest is a girl she has a girl and a boy and the girl wanted a butterfly themed room like she wanted pink and purple butterflies and Emily found this wallpaper that actually had butterflies in it and it yeah. had the colors that she wanted, but it had a really cool vintage look to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it really worked. It yeah. was really cool. And you can like take this and be creative about like try to find a solution that you like mm-hmm. and is tasteful, but they also like too. Yeah. You don't have to just be like, okay. Because my first thought is pink and purple butterfly. How are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. But, like, that's really, like, oh, a wallpaper that has pink and purple butterflies, potentially, but it also maybe has some floral or it has something that looks really vintage or, you know, like, 
just thinking outside the box to mm-hmm. combine yeah. both sophistication and the fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Evan's room, we have these little open shelving and stuff, and I've styled the top two, but the bottom two, I kind of let him display his treasures and like have mm-hmm. special spots to put things and I don't care if it's you know matching or not or whatever like it still looks partly styled but then you can also tell like oh this is his special thing yeah I like giving him that to do that's cool he, he also likes to rearrange he says mommy we should rearrange I'm like yes we should what a good idea let's do it <laughs> that's really cute that is cute so let's talk about like function versus fun or maybe not versus together because fun is part of function. <laughs> so the first one that we should talk about are themes, you know, color palettes, styles, all of that. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about like themes in kids' rooms? And back in the day, I liked having a theme. For rooms like Edison's first room, nursery. the nursery, mm-hmm. had the nautical theme that everybody did in 2015, probably. <laughs> like, everything was very beachy, very matching mm-hmm. blue anchors. White. Yeah, yeah. And now, I like it more to just have, like, the color palette mm-hmm. and then do things within that color palette rather than an actual theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do feel like there is still somewhat of the nautical theme going on in there because we have art that has ships and I think like the dark wood kind and the navy blue. And the blue. navy blue, yeah. Yeah, it all still kind of feels like it's, it's kind of still has elements of that theme. For me, I, and I don't know, like Jude's only two and a half right now, but I'm doing a quote-unquote theme but not really overly theme like not so literal i don't think people will walk in and be like oh this is your theme but they'll see a the cord that common thread common thread (laughs) like i think they could pick up on it that there is a model ship and a globe and they're all like kind of antiquey kind of feel maybe Mm. but it's not in your face right you know because the theme, would you say, is... The color scheme. Yeah. Is probably more or less... And, like, vintage... And vintage. Adventuring, kind of. Yeah, exploration. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like is... It's different from, like, going to Hobby Lobby and going to the kids' aisles yeah. and getting all the, like, woodsy, campy, mm-hmm. camping kind of stuff. Where everything's the same script and the same color. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and super bashing. Or even, like, Target. Like, they do their little collections of, like, mm-hmm. all their shark stuff, all their dinosaur right. stuff, all their uh, space stuff. Mm-hmm. Like all of Yeah, because all these pieces I've been thrifting at different places and collecting them. For me, and this is just my personal opinion, like, if you want to go shop the collection, go shop the collection, but I love a more, like, curated, found look. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'll get some from Target, and then I'll get some thrifted, and then I'll get some from TJ Maxx, and I love curating the theme. I guess I don't really have a theme, but having it all coordinating without it being so literal. That's what I try to go for. Mm -hmm. So, like, Evan's room is a light, light gray, creamy color, and then we have a dark green accent wall. And then, Kimmy, you gave me the accordion shelf yeah. peg thing. And I hang, like, his old shoes from there that were really, really cute, and a little macrame thing, and his hat. And then we can bring in the more personality, like I said, on the shelves. And I also have this special little cork board that he can hang up, art up in or special pictures to him. 
So that's why I like to have like a good minimal base mm-hmm. that you can like put anything with. You can change out the bedding and you can add the pillows and you can yeah. have your mm-hmm. Lightning McQueen throw blanket. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care because it's cream on one side, you know. <laughs> so there's like ways you could still make it work. Right. I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with going someplace and like picking out all the themed stuff for a kid's room. If they're really into Lightning McQueen and that's what they really want and it doesn't bother you at all yeah, and you go don't care it. if it's bright red and yellow, then go all out and mm-hmm. make it all do racing stripes. And I feel like, though, if and this is, I guess, my whole take on costumes, I want there to be a DIY element, like a not... This was just made, manufactured in a, like, very commercial looking, very, just everyone has it. So, if my son really wanted a Lightning McQueen room, I would probably try to be like, okay, how can we do this in a creative way where I'm doing a lot of it instead of just going and buying, like, you know, like, parties. Like, just buying all the party decorations. Why don't I make the party decorations? Yeah, it's going to take a little bit more work, but it's going to look more... Not cheesy, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, right. I don't know if that totally yeah. makes sense, but I feel like you can be a little bit more creative yeah. with themes like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And put your own unique spin on mm-hmm. it. I saw someone who their kids love Legos and they bought these shelves that look like the little yellow arms. So, okay. you know, it's like the C shape oh, yeah. and then the yellow arm. And then they had those so they could display their creations, but it was still Lego themed but yeah. without being like... Red and blue and green and right. all those colors. Yeah, that's very cool. You can really can't go wrong with doing like a minimal base. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you do just a black and white natural wood kind of base, and then you can have your kids' stuff that's all brightly colored and whatnot, yeah. like mm-hmm. their Lego stuff or mm-hmm. you know Disney whatever stuff that's mm-hmm. brightly colored, and then it doesn't look overwhelming and too cluttered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we should talk about what furniture you should have. What furniture do you need in a nursery? And then what do you need in a kid's room? Did you guys do actual nursery changing tables? No. no. I didn't either. No, no, no. I just no. had a dresser and then I bought that little topper. And yeah. I put that on top of my dresser. Because I yeah. didn't want anything permanent. Like they sell the actual changing station dressers with like the right. little the rail. The rail or the Garden. tray. The yeah. tray that yeah. you put on top. Right. And I didn't want anything that permanent. I'm like, right. I wanted this dresser to grow with them. Mm-hmm. So then I just put the topper on, and then once you're done with it in four months, you can. Yeah, and you can even get like I had the same type of topper, but you can also get like one of those little half Moses baskets, mm-hmm. and put that on top of a dresser. That was like really cute. <laughs> Although <laughs> when the kid gets like if they're like a giant like my kid, <laughs> they'll grow out of that really quickly, and so it's nice having the open one, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dresser is what we went with. It's really nice because I it will grow with the kit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's a better investment than mm-hmm. a changing table, mm-hmm. which you need a dresser anyway, I feel like, because you've got to have somewhere to store clothes that aren't hanging. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I don't think anybody wants to hang up all the onesies. Oh, and, no. No. Yeah. That'd be I actually don't much. even have a closet in the nursery at all. Well, you really don't need it when they're that little. Yeah. Right. I really love those Ikea rolling carts Mm -hmm. for the diapers and wipes, and I can style it in a way that's not crazy looking, (laughs) but it's really handy. And functional. Really functional, too. And in my head, I was thinking, 
oh, I could roll it around the house. <laughs> Not that it would do that. Like, it never happens. It never happens. No. It never happens. But I just like how it looks, and I styled right. it fun, and having everything right there next to the, to the dresser mm-hmm. was really yeah. helpful. I had a big long dresser, so I had the changing pad on one side, and then I had a basket on top oh, next to the changing nice. thing. Because I did have things in a drawer, but then you're trying to change the baby, and then you have yeah. to open the drawer in front of you, and that just gets annoying. So I liked having everything out and yes. accessible, but it looked cute. Like, I had the diapers mm-hmm. all stacked, and I kept things very minimal, like diapers, wipes, and diaper rash cream. Like, that's yeah. all that yeah. was in there. Yep. And that was really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did the same thing because I had that big white dresser, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm okay. now going to get rid of. And that was what I used for the changing pad, changing table. And then mm-hmm. I had a blue and white striped bin, keeping with the nautical theme. Mm-hmm. And that's where I had the diapers and yeah. all that And that's great. There. Like, our room, I couldn't fit a big dresser because it was so tiny. <laughs> Eight by ten room. My dresser was the size of the changing mat, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, so you had to have something next to it. Right. But that's mm-hmm. a great way of finding a solution yeah. that still looked really nice but was functional as well. Right. And functional. Yeah. Yes. And I would think one of those rolling carts would be really nice if you're doing pumping. Yeah. Because yeah. then you can keep your pumping supplies in it and potentially roll it around. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would work so well in my house now because of going up and down stairs, but I, I actually see it being really useful. I always pumped in the living room because my son was usually sleeping when I was pumping oh, in his yeah. room. So I actually had this cute little basket I kept under the end table in the living room. Didn't know that all my pump stuff was right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about concealing things. <laughs> now, one thing you guys might be surprised by that I didn't have in my nursery was a glider or a chair. Mm-hmm. I've never had a glider or a chair in my nursery. Interesting. Because whenever I nursed my babies, it was usually in bed in the middle of the night or it was during the day and I was downstairs. So then I would just sit in our chair in our living room. Like, I never hmm. nursed in their room. So, we have a, a rocking chair in Jude's room. And I didn't ever use it to nurse him in. But I used it to read books to him. Hmm. So, That's before bed. That's pretty all I ever used rocking chairs for, too. Yeah. It was reading books before bed. Yeah, I don't think they're a complete necessary item to yeah. have. To have in a nursery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find it's a good with, point. When you have a baby, you just, you don't need that much stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have your second, you really realize how much you don't need. <laughs> mm-hmm. There were so many things I had for Edison that he never used or, or barely hated. used. Yeah. yeah. Like some of the bouncy things he did not like. Mm-hmm. It really just depends on, too, on how you do it. Because I really want a chair in there. Because mm-hmm. I like reading before bed in mm-hmm. the dark mm-hmm. room, lowly lit. Yeah. To get them ready for bed. To have that bedtime routine. Right. Yeah. And there were some times when he would get be sick and we'd have to hold him because he couldn't breathe well unless he was held upright. So then we would just hold him in the chair mm-hmm. to help yeah. him to get back to sleep. But Mm-mm. you're right. Like if you don't, it's one of those things that if you don't actually use it, don't have it in there. Yeah. If you yeah. don't need it. Yeah. Unless it's really cute. <laughs> But what I love, because I did my son's room so neutral, and when I swapped the boys' rooms, it worked fine. Hmm. Because nothing was overly themey or painted crazy that I had. I just literally moved the furniture in a completely different space. So Mm -hmm. that's why I love having a neutral base, and then you can bring in your accents Mm -hmm. and your styling. Yeah. Yeah. 
One thing I like about having baby stuff is having it stations like around the house instead of having everything in one spot. Yeah. I had like really one nice. thing in the living room, one thing in our room, yep. one thing in yeah. his room. So you always had a place to put the baby because then once you had a second baby, yeah. like you have to have you somewhere to put the, the first one. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you want the second one safe while you're taking care of the first one. So it helped to have stations throughout the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And diaper changing stations. Oh, yes. In my media console, I have a drawer. So, this I never had. I know you two have it, and I have lots of friends who have different stations, but we're all one floor. Yeah, and we have a two-story house. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference, is I would just always walk into the bedroom. Yeah. Into his nursery. Yeah. What about diaper pails? Did you guys do diaper pails? I did, and regretted it. (laughs) Like, I spent $70 on a diaper pail. The one that didn't need the special rings, you could use any trash bag, and that thing smelled oh. like so bad. So bad. We would like hurl every time we wanted Do to you remember take the, it out. The brand? It was the Ubi, Ubi, whatever. I think that's the one I have and I like it and it doesn't smell. Oh my word. We could not get that thing to not smell. I always had to deodorize mine. Like I put a bunch of baking soda in the bottom to try to help. Mm, that probably wasn't helpful. But at the same time, I was like, is this really necessary or could I just get a trash can? Yeah, I like, really liked it. I found it stunk less when I just threw it in my trash can. Because mm. then you're taking out your trash every day anyways. So I found it didn't, it but stunk less. But if you don't end up taking your trash out, like if you don't need to. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I with Bennett... In our two-story house that we have now, of course, with the diaper changing station downstairs, putting it in the kitchen trash, it would smell really bad. Yeah, me too. I feel like it would be bad. But, but I feel like the diaper pill smelled bad too, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, Maybe it's, it's just all, the it's loose all nasty. <laughs> yeah. I think that's something just everyone figures out if they want it or not mm-hmm. want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I have a good friend who insisted that you do not need a crib. And you should just get a pack and play because then you can move it around. And if you go on trips, you can just take the pack and play. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what if you have a neutral colored pack and play? I guess you could get one of those. I, there was an expensive one I put on my registry and never got. (laughs) It was just like black, I think like very sleek looking. The room two or the maybe. Yeah. My friends Mm. have that one is Really? But it's really nice, but it is a beast because it's so much longer than a traditional pack and play. It's really hard to move around. Or you could be Montessori and just skip the crib and go right to a floor bed. Hmm. I think it all depends on your style. Like, yeah. I like a crib for containment because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. my one and a half year old still can't get out of bed because I took out the base that like supports it yeah and then you when you take out that little metal thing that holds up the mattress and then you just put the mattress straight on the floor you give yourself another six inches oh Mm. no my two and a half year old still can't get out of it wow and i'm like i know that i need to transition him soon because he's gonna be going into a big but it's so nice that he can't get out and we can still put him in a pack and play too because while we've been renovating his room it's butts up against the nursery so he can't sleep in the nursery in his room current room and he's been sleeping in our room for just naps when we're working on it in a pack and play and he won't even try to climb out of the pack and play (laughs) it's wonderful (laughs) yeah but the poor kid, he's so tall. He's like, if he lays out completely straight, he's like pushing. His feet are pushing the, the mesh lining. So one thing I never did transitioning to like a big boy bed 
is having like the crib where you take off the front panel and then you have the rail the and stuff. crib. Yeah, I never did that because by that time I had a baby again and I <laughs> and needed, needed the crib. <laughs> so we just took our twin bed, shoved it up against a wall, and then I just got a rail that like attached underneath the bed. And that's what I yeah, used until he works. got used to it. Yeah, that works. Yeah. We're actually going to be doing the toddler crib for just probably a month. <laughs> But we have it, so we're like, we might as well use it. And yeah. he loves his crib so much. Maybe it'll ease him yeah. out of it. Are yeah. you planning on transitioning him soon? Because yeah, they're I know. giving birth. I know. <laughs> like, a short amount of I time. I just keep hoping Ryan's going to miraculously get his room done quicker than he is. <laughs> so you're going to move the crib to his room? Or are you going to no. just transition him straight to the bed? Well, I'm hoping to take the rail down and do the toddler crib for like two weeks. Oh, and attach it to his twin bed? No, no, no. It, the, we're going to turn the crib into his, into a toddler crib in with the rail. the nursery. In the nursery. And oh. he'll, he's going to be sleeping in a pink room for a little bit. Who cares? He's going to be sleeping yeah. in Lydia's <laughs> decorated girly room. Um, so we'll do that for a few weeks. And then when Ryan's done... We'll mm-hmm. move him to his bed, and I'll probably put a rail up for a little bit yeah. until he's, because it's going to be up off the ground, too. Mm-hmm. That's so, the but you could do that, like, take off the front of the crib, like, now. Yeah, yeah. but I don't want to, because Cause he's who knows what nap times will look like then. Yeah. 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 It's a whole new ballgame when you yeah. get out of bed. Oh, it's oh like, man. Oof. Yeah. So I'm milking it right now. Yeah. But also, you have to think about... How much do you want to deal with that when you have a newborn? So, like, now is the time to deal I with know. it, to train him so he yeah. knows how to stay in bed rather than when you're sleep-deprived and have a crying newborn. Yeah. I keep saying when I'm done painting, then I'll do it. So maybe at the end of this week, yeah. we'll, we'll switch them. Yeah. I definitely kept Bennett in the crib for as long as possible before taking the side down because it was really nice to have him contained. Because yeah. as soon as he got out is when... Yeah. He would start getting into stuff in his room. Like, that's when he got the Diaper Vaseline. Cream? Oh, the Vaseline. Oh, I yeah. remember you saying that. He coated oh. it on the floor and all over And that stuff is so hard like... to get out. Yeah. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. Second yep. one, man. Keeps you on your toes. <laughs> Speaking of, where'd you store this Vaseline cream? Because mm-hmm. storage yeah. solutions are very important in both nurseries and kids' rooms. What do you yeah. guys do? How do you store things? Let's see, now that the boys are older and we also don't have closets, I have two under-the-bed rolling thingies, mm-hmm. and so I keep some stuff in there. Like, under Bennett's uh, is, like, puzzles and, like, extra toys kind of thing. And then under Edison's are his clothes to grow into. That's handy. So you don't keep that in your storage room? No. Hmm. No. So in the storage room, there's just the one tote of clothes for Bennett to grow into. I mean, I just don't have very much stuff for it. Edison. So I probably could put it all in that one tote now, but it just kind of was convenient to have it right there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But I'm thinking I might actually get rid of the puzzles being in the one under the bed thing because I just don't think about pulling it out mm-hmm. very often and I don't think they do either. Yeah. So I might reevaluate that whole situation. Mm-hmm. But then there's there's baskets for the stuffed animals. And yeah. And then bookshelves for books, lots of books. And that's pretty much Mm -hmm. about all I have to store in there now. I really try not to keep a lot of toys in their room. Right. So that it's really just a place for reading and relaxing and they can go up there for quiet time and Mm -hmm. 
it's not distracting. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do for my boys as well. I Their rooms are very, very minimal. I mean, I have the dresser for clothes. I have a very small closet. In the closet, I have one of those plastic three-drawered things. Mm-hmm. And so I have a grow-out-of-drawer, a grow-into-drawer, and then, like, a swimming drawer mm-hmm. where I can swim diapers and stuff are that I don't want to have, you know, I don't use all the time. But it's nice to have a place to put those things mm-hmm. that, you like, they're growing out of. Well, they grew out of this one thing. I need to put it somewhere. And it's, right. It's nice to have, like, a landing zone for that. Yeah. yeah. And okay. then when it collects, you take it all and put it into the attic or Yeah, wherever. I go through it and donate some and then store some for the next kid. Yeah. I haven't been having a lot of toys in his room up until, like, recently. I He has a small basket for, like, toys, and I recently moved his little desk up into his room, which no. I don't think I told you girls. No. But it's nice for quiet time. Like, he can color yeah. and have that, and he has, like, some Legos and some books, but there's not a lot of toys either in the room that's really minimal. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about Jude's room. It's his new room because we're building in storage. We're doing a cabinet that's kind of turning into a little closet with like two bars and some shelves and then he's got shelves Jude has open shelving too but that won't really be storage that'll be more like decorative Mm -hmm. few things and then we're going to be putting a drawer under his bed so with this whole built in situation so that would be really nice because he doesn't have a closet. I mean, he has his wardrobe, so mm-hmm. I'll hang, like, his dress shirts probably up in there. And then mm-hmm. maybe I'll use the closet part of the bed for, I don't know yet. I Because I haven't, like, done it. But probably, yeah. like, maybe snowsuits and coat Not snowsuits. Coats. I don't know. We'll see how that works. For the nursery, the way I always did it was we had a hall closet. We turned our hallway that goes into our duplex we turned that into a closet and we would put all the like back stock of diapers and mm-hmm. wipes mm-hmm. in yeah. there, which we actually are creating another hall closet. <laughs> we just are moving the doors back and I'll probably do back stock there mm-hmm. still. And I have to figure out because now I'm going to have a little girl with dresses and I'm like, I feel like I should hang her dresses up, but I have nowhere to put them. So yeah. if you Girls think of anything. You have your pegboard too. You could display them I was thinking of doing some on the pegboard. Yeah. yeah. And then you could just swap them out. Like you could pick a new one out for the next church or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you could but display it for the week. have a lot. I know. They have to store somewhere. I'm just going to have to fold them. Oh. And put them in the dresser. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. Hmm. You'll figure something out. Yeah. You almost need like a mini little... Rail thing, I was thinking, you know, where you can put like the little shoes on it. Oh, and the library. I was thinking how cute that, but so I have cute. no room in the room because it's so tiny. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem. Hmm. I wonder if you could build Ryan <laughs> could build one out of dowels that like stood on top hmm. of your cabinet that you just thrifted as like a little mini hanging rack, like, yeah, a little mini clothing rack. I was thinking about when we had Charisse on and she was telling us about how she got one of those, what was it called? It was a shelf with a... Oh, the bar under the shelf? Yeah. Oh, no. She had pegs. Yeah, she had Mm -hmm. pegs. And I was thinking something like that above the cabinet. But then I have the pegboard right there. I think it's too much on the wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But maybe like what you're saying, like a triangle with Uh a... Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Like a little mini Ikea one. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so cute. Yeah. Although that's where I always keep the sound machine, which we didn't mention. Mm-hmm. We always need the sound machine and the humidifier. So 
But storage solutions are important. Maybe you could just <laughs> use Jude's little closet. I did her. also think about that. Yeah. Just using his. Yeah. Like, on the side, like, it would be all her dresses mm-hmm. for now until I figure it out. Yeah. Moving on to light blocking curtains and the textiles, like the bedding and rugs. I love having a room darkening or light blocking curtain for the kids just to, you know, make it a little bit darker. I don't feel like you have to have it, like, completely black. But every kid is different, too. Like, I know some people who don't do that at all, and their kids just learn how to mm-hmm. sleep with the light. So I think it just depends on your parenting style and what you want to do for your kids. But mm-hmm. I love having a rug in a room. I think it adds a lot of texture, mm-hmm. different patterns. Like, you are doing, Kimmy, with yours, where you have mm-hmm. the plaid rug and then the floral curtains. Like, yeah. I think that's a nice opportunity to insert some personality as well. Yeah. 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 For sure. And they make washable rugs now. Yeah. Not just from Ruggable. You can get them other places too. And so that's an option if you're afraid of having a rug in a kid's room because mm-hmm. you're afraid of them spitting up or, or milk spilling. As or, oh, yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. your answer to that is Folex. Yeah. <laughs> and Emily's carpet cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> With the light blocking curtain stuff. So I am one of those people that wanted it like pitch black. Because <laughs> he just slept so much better when I did. So I got those like, there's sticky things you put on the windows. Like it's just like this blackout, not decal, like but sticker? it's like, yeah. it's, they make it to just darken a window. And so I just would stick that on. But then I would take his bamboo blinds and I would pull the blinds all the way down and then have curtains so it just looked like the blinds were down and you didn't mm. know that there was this black film on them. <laughs> and obviously, like, I would prefer for natural light to come in once in a while. But just for the first, like, several months of his life, it was really, well, he was with me for the first three months. But then after that, like, having it so dark, it just, he slept so much better. <laughs> yeah. So and that's an idea. Sometimes, well, I realized recently, because I've had a couple conversations with people putting together nurseries, and they don't even realize that light blocking curtains are an option. Yeah. And so two different people... They were they didn't want to get light blocking curtains because they were afraid it was gonna make the room too dark. Well, that's the point. And yeah, and they're like, but Well, we need have... natural light to come in during the day and I was like, But the curtains aren't gonna be blocking you the just light then. Open them. <laughs> and then I realized they weren't hanging them wide enough. Oh. So the curtains were overlapping part of the window. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you gotta hang them wide I enough so that they're not blocking the light from the window unless you want it to be and you want to like pull them over to block the light from the Mm -hmm. window and then problem solved Mm -hmm. but if you really want some curtains that aren't light blocking you know you can look into light blocking shades or lines or that kind of a thing too right and then you can have the light filtering curtains right Mm -hmm. yeah kids bedding do you guys have opinions on kids bedding I like to keep it really simple with like a light quilt or a coverlet or something like that. Sheets, obviously. I did have like an accent pillow and that has just, I've gotten rid of that. It's I'm <laughs> sure like, it always just ended up on the floor. It always ends up on the floor. I'm thinking that's what's going to happen to Jude's. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to see It'll how look this cute goes. for pictures, but real life is I just pull the duvet over the pillow. So it's just mm. one thing. Yeah. And then an accent blanket at the bottom and all yeah. good. It's Lightning McQueen on the cream side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still have accent pillows on my boys' beds, but 
The main reason is because on Bennett's bed, I'll, like, use the accent pillow off to the side when I lay on his bed mm, with him. Mm-hmm. And so, I, like, I use the accent pillow. It's really nice. And then Edison is really good about putting his accent pillow on the floor next to his bed when he gets in bed. And when he makes his bed in the morning, he, he puts, puts it back. Oh, that's <laughs> so cute. That is so cute. I wonder if Jude will be like that because he always likes to put our pillows back on the couches. Oh. So, he might, be, he might be like that. Yeah. That's really cute. But I found that I really need to do 100% cotton sheets. Yes. Because so many kids' sheets, like you get the cute kids' sheets that have like characters or patterns or whatever Uh on them, they feel like plastic. Yes. Mm. It's terrible. Or they're too hot. They're so hot. Yeah. And I'm like, the poor little kid is in a little oven. Like, (laughs) yeah. I want him bed to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have cotton sheets and the cotton. Why do people like microfiber? I don't know. I don't know. It's so uncomfortable. It's so Because when hot. I was looking at reviews, when I was, I found cotton sheets for Jude, but when I was looking at different ones, there was somebody that said, these microfiber sheets are the only ones that have kept me cool. And I'm like, really? Because I huh. thought cotton always. Yeah. I wouldn't think microfiber it. was cool. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. So another reason why I like keeping things minimal is because it's easier to clean. I think that adds to keeping up on the kids and all the stuff that they have. If you can have their rooms be like a sanctuary, it's really easy to tidy. Like my kids' rooms are very, very easy. They take three and a half minutes to clean because there's less stuff in them. My room, on the other hand, like you got laundry piles (laughs) and desks full of computers and it's a little bit harder to stay on top of. That's a good point because mine, I've been able to keep it tidy, but dusting... For me, has been hard because I had my peg wall and my I had other f- floating shelves. I always had cute little things everywhere, and so to dust all of it, and I just wouldn't. And then mm-hmm. it would like build up dust, and my my poor son sneezing because it's. <laughs> you just need to put on that Beatles, yeah, album and then dust. <laughs> Why I was so obsessed with dusting as a kid, and now I just like it's like my least favorite thing to do. Yeah, it's not my favorite. But man, it does make a difference when you do do it. But being minimalist, being a little bit more minimal with your decor too Mm -hmm. is helpful. Less things to move and get Less to clean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, with that, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we'll answer some listener questions. Okay, so we got one question from Alyssa who was asking about throw pillows. And she wrote, throw pillows, should I have them or not? They're always on the floor. I really feel (laughs) her pain with the throw pillows always being on the floor. Mm -hmm. And I feel really torn about this because the minimalist in me says just get rid of the throw pillows. Mm. But then the decor enthusiast in me says, you need the throw pillows. You need at least some. Is this for a bed or a couch, I wonder? Couch. For a couch. I think the answer to that is just fewer pillows. I think a bare empty couch is like, there's something missing. You know, you Mm -hmm. need that contrast. but bigger. Bigger. Mm -hmm. Mm. Because maybe she has a lot of little pillows. Yeah. And if she just has, like, two euros or something. Mm-hmm. Right. You can also do, like, one lumbar. And the same thing goes for a bed. Like, if you don't want two euros and two smaller and then a lumbar in front of that, just have a one lumbar. Right. Mm-hmm. Call it good. Yeah. 
Do you think there's some styles of couches that don't need throw pillows? Like if they're really big and squashy and oversized? Some leather couches, I will say, the pillows do not stand up and they're always like, whoop, you know, like laying flat. So if you have like a really slippery leather couch, it's kind of hard to do. So maybe you just have like a throw blanket and then you mm. put a pillow on the throw blanket and call it good. Yeah. I feel like all couches do need something. something. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just, like Bree said, one lumbar. It just needs something. Yeah. Well, and it's such an opportunity to bring in textures Mm -hmm. and color and pattern or whatever else you've got going on and tie the room all together. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming, I don't, you know, I don't know Alyssa, but if it's, like, also because of family that, like, kids that are, they're constantly going on the ground and... This is a good opportunity to have your kids learn to put them back. And it's just like cleaning up our everyday messes. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have, make dishes every day. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that, like, my sink is always full of dishes. Should I just not have dishes? No, you need dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just one of those things that you have to put into your routine, I guess, at the end of the night. Yeah. Hey, kid, yeah. every kid, grab a pillow and put it back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what we do when we're picking up. At the end of the day, the kids got to put away their toys and then they got to pick up all the pillows and put them back mm-hmm. because they are all on the floor. Somewhere. Yeah. So <laughs> I think the answer is no to no pillows, just maybe bigger, fewer pillows. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the last question we had was from Laura and she asked about her son's new room. It was a square room and she said, how do you know when to use a circle rug? I think it needs a circle rug, but also don't feel confident in that choice. And so I was able to reach out to her and I said, man, I can relate to this because I wanted a circle run rug for Evan's room. And I remember sending it to you guys and you're like, this just, this feels off. Mm-hmm. And it's because it was just floating in the center of the room. There's nothing mm. to ground it. And <laughs> it just looked really, really weird. And so I suggested that she get a 8x10 or 5x7, mm-hmm. depending on the size of her room, just because... You want the legs of the crib to be on it. You want the legs of the bed or your chair to be on it and to fill the space. And to, I said, if you want to like showcase your floors, then, you know, go for it and have a little bit of a smaller rug. But if you don't like your floors, then you can have a bigger rug in there. Just make sure you at least have like a 10 inch border like we talked about Mm -hmm. in our rug episode. And I was able to share some examples of like too small and too big and instances where to use an actual round rug which is best for like a round dining room table Mm -hmm. but you don't want it where just all the legs are just barely on the rug and when you pull out your chair your chair is no longer on the rug so I think having a visual is really really helpful yeah and so I was able to send her some pictures of what we have done in our nurseries and in our rooms and she agreed she's like you are right circle rugs do look odd (laughs) (laughs) and she was um thankful of the reminder you know with showcasing your flooring it really depends on scale too because i actually do you remember i tried a circle rug i was gonna say Mm -hmm. i remember when you did the circle and it wasn't bad because everything was on it Mm -hmm. but i just didn't like because it looked too country and i could not find a rug style that i liked in a round shape Mm -hmm. so it can work but that i have a tiny room Right. So that works. Another w- place to that a circle rug works. Did you see Chris loves Julia's post this morning? She has a circle rug right in her entry room. And that oh. is floating, which I think is the only time you're allowed mm-hmm. to do floating rugs is like 
pathway, like runners or like hmm. an area rug right in front of a door or so. Mm. But she had a big circle rug and it looked really good there. Hmm. So I know circle rugs are so cool. But it's like, where do you put them? Yeah. But I'm glad we were able to help you listeners. And we love the feedback. So if you guys have questions or updates of things that you've tried that we've suggested, like please send them. We would love to celebrate the wins with you. Yes. So my pillow talk this week are velvet hangers. And I have velvet hangers for my personal closet, but I also invested in some for my kids. And they're really not that expensive. I got them at TG Maxx and Target has some as well. But I got black for Evan and then cream for Lee. And I really love having just like these cute little hangers <laughs> that aren't the plastic like bright cobalt yeah. blue ones. And the clothes mm. never stay on those plastic ones. Oh, seriously. They slip right off. So that's my recommendation. It's a less than $10 investment and a little elevation for your kid's closet. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We want to know what you thought of this episode and what you want us to talk about next. Find us on Instagram at dwellingplacepod or send us an email at dwellingplacepod at gmail.com. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Every single review is so appreciated and helps more people find us. Visit the show notes for the pictures and links to all the things we talked about today. We'll see you next time right here at The Dwelling Place.